toxic masculinity is dead. <laughs> I dance now. Hey, hey, okay. I'm excited for today's episode. What's up, friends? I'm Mustafa Tajuddin, and this is What the Truth, the realest podcast on earth. Before we begin, make sure to hit the follow button so you can easily discover when we release new episodes. Also, find the show's content on Instagram at um, what the truth, where I'll be posting highlights and doing live videos with guests. Okay, now you've probably heard the term toxic masculinity, but if you haven't, Toxic masculinity refers to limiting and harmful cultural norms and expectations that are oftentimes associated with masculinity. The guest I'm bringing on today's show is challenging that and redefining what it means to be a man. Today's guest is Darius, who goes by Neon MUA on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. He's a content creator and makeup artist, and even though he wears makeup, he's adamant of his male identity, meaning that just because you might see him in a face full of makeup doesn't mean he's trying to be feminine. Darius is a he, not a she, and you will respect his fucking pronouns. So, friends, I'm super excited for you all to meet Darius. Let's see if I can get him on the show. Hold on. Yo, hello. What's up, fuckers? Hold on, let me get this off. So, welcome to the show, Darius. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm excited to be here. I'm great. I am doing well. Um, I'm full of Chipotle, so I'm excited. Let's do this. You eating Chipotle. (laughs) Chill out, I'm hungry. Don't be bringing no brands on here that ain't sponsors. Okay, Stupid. Well, I'm bringing. I'm eating in sponsored brand that <laughs> supports the content, and um, you can use the code in the description below. Oh my gosh, bye. <laughs> anyway, okay. So guys, girls, everyone, this is Darius. Like I mentioned, he's a makeup artist, content creator, and you're you're coming in from calling in from North Carolina. This is correct. In the stick, the middle of nowhere. So if I drop service, that's why. Oh, so now I just play North Carolina. I hope nobody from North Carolina is tuning in because y'all gonna have to gather. Oh, don't worry, they'll tell you the same thing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never been to North Carolina, and and here's the thing: I'm from Alabama, like I mentioned, and people say North, the Carolinas are the South, and I just don't see it. I think is the Carolinas are just in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like it's weird <laughs> because I mean. I, I mean, physically, it's the South, if you will, but, like, I don't consider, like, deep South, like, Alabama and Georgia stuff. Like, it's just literally out there. Like, it, it feels separate from the South, in a way, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, like I mentioned, super happy to have you on the show. You know, we're going we gonna to unpack some things. The first thing I want to mention <laughs> to everyone is that 
I found Darius through Twitter, actually. Someone, like, called out his work in the best way possible and was giving him his roses while he's alive. And I was like, oh, look at this person. Like, they, you know, they're pulling it together. They seem like they would have something interesting going on. So then I go to his Instagram page, and, you know, I see all these great looks. And then I saw this one post that was like, call me by my pronouns. And I think that's a good place for us to start is your journey to makeup, but also your journey through the South as a queer person. And you can start however you want. Okay. Um, So basically to start, I I guess I could just start like from where I started makeup. So like maybe six years ago, I don't know. Time's a construct, but um, (laughs) roughly six years ago, I was doing, well, me and a friend were talking about doing drag for Halloween one year, just randomly because like, why not? And so I would just like go online and look at these videos about like how to do drag makeup and this that, and third. And then the more I got into that, the more I got into um, learning about just makeup in general and like quote unquote everyday wearable makeup, if you will. And um, it just intrigued me inside of me. Like I've always been someone who's been like artistically inclined. So anytime I can like just dive into stuff like this, I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so makeup was that for me. I just dived headfirst into it. And um, eventually I got good. But uh, first it wasn't. But, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that night, what was the look? What look were you giving on that night? Oh, funny thing is, we never ended up doing it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's the horrible thing. It never, like the the the, the drag night never even happened. So uh, okay. Uh, I, but I still had all this extra makeup I'm sitting here with. So I'm just like, I might as well just dive into it and like go for it. And so, um, there were plenty of nights where I was in my room, uh, just practicing by myself, and you know, um, feeling myself a little bit. And so, um, that's how I got into makeup as a whole. Okay. I'm trying to like go through it in terms of like being black and in the South is a completely different story because um that's you know, like how black men are perceived as a whole in the South mm-hmm. and then the stigma of black queer men in the South. Yeah. And then the stigma of a black queer man wearing makeup in the South. Like people automatically think you're hyper feminine, you're like this yeah. personification that we've seen from T V and not necessarily negative stereotypes because there's nothing wrong with being feminine feminine as a male, but right. it was always a negative connotation that came with it. And I never saw myself as that. Like, like I said, I personally, I have no problem with accepting the, the femininity of myself as well as masculinity and what have you. But like, I did like that. I did. I was being pushed into this box or this corner. And so it was almost like a second coming out, if you will. Okay, um, yeah, and that was my one yeah. one question I had from earlier was that you said six years ago you got started in makeup or like around that time. Yeah. So are before that, were you already out as queer as gay or was this? Yeah, okay. um, I, I like <laughs> high school was weird because like I dated girls or whatever, but then there was this period where I just didn't entertain anything. Mm. And I didn't realize that it was more of like a self-discovery type of period. But then when I went to college and got exposed to like so many different people and so many different walks of life, and it was like, 
okay, I know that I'm not what I thought I'd been. And so this is my time to figure that out. And, um, you know, came to terms with my sexuality my freshman year of uh, college. Um, came out to, like, my family Easter that same year. Um, and then, like, it just trickled out. And so by the time, like, I got into makeup, I was, like, fully out to people. Had no problem coming out to people in public. If someone asked me, it was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, 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 by that time, I was, like, fully realizing who I am as a human being. Yeah. If that makes sense. I should say fully realize because that's still well, yeah, a journey re- itself. But, realize yeah. a part of yourself. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, though, when you, you mentioned that you had girlfriends, at that time, did you have this, like, did you ever have a feeling that you might be queer or was... Or, or was your mindset at that time, I'm definitely a straight guy with a girlfriend and I love her, and that's that? Um, after the last girlfriend I had, it was definitely, like, something different, but I don't know what. And so I didn't think about it too much because I was still trying to navigate high school. But, like, mm. by the time I, like, like I said, like, I when I got to college, luckily I had, like, a great support of friends who, like, I went to high school with who kind of looked out for me and they were just like you know asking me questions and just say you know like if there's anything you have questions about yourself like you know because they were queer and so um i full-on bleed i was still straight until yeah <laughs> like that when like right before christmas um there's this one guy i was talking to and like I don't know why, but I was just like, I was into him, and he was just like, you know you're gay, right? And I'm like, no, 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 I just like you. It's fine. I, I like girls or whatever, but I like you. I just like you. It's fine. I'm mm. not gay or whatever. He's like, you're okay, whatever. And so eventually, it just came to the point where I, I had to sit down and say, you can't keep fighting this feeling that you have inside of you, whether you want to accept it or not. Mm. Like, this feeling is going to happen. You're going to feel these way about boys, and other people eventually and, and it and you shouldn't have to feel as though you're battling with yourself yeah. so i just had to just accept it and it was a weird kind of acceptance because like i was happy there were weird emotions of like tears and all these other things going on but like ultimately it felt like a sigh of relief mm. and so for a while it was always that and then when i got into makeup it's like that cycle happened all over again um I guess I was better prepared for it because it quote unquote happened before, but it just felt like a relief whenever I was just like, Hey, I do makeup. It is what it is. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and how did you gain confidence in just being queer and wearing makeup? Um, The Leo's about to jump out here. Um, oh, I forgot you're was, a fake Leo. Right? I mean, a Leo. Here you go. No, no. There's no fake Leo here. Chill out. Um, no, it just came to a point where, like, one of the things about me is, like, when I know I'm good at something, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> mm. Like, I, I don't brag much, but when I'm good at it, it's like, hey, you're going to know. So, Whenever people started gasping at my head and they're like, you're really good at what you're doing. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. So, boom. Like, it, 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 the confidence kind of, like, manifested on its own. Okay. And, um. You just were really yeah, good. Like, and so, you know, you was like, okay, here I am. 
Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, there was a crunchy phase, but like the crunchy phase didn't last too long. So let's talk about the crunchy phase because what is that? Tell no more. What what was that looking like? Because what I'm imagining, crunchy. mm, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, you can scroll to the very beginning of my Instagram. Oh, you left the crunchiness on your Insta. Hey, listen. Oh wow, gross. Hey, <laughs> I mean, if you want to clock me, you can clock me too, but you can't clock me out. But um, <laughs> no, um, the crazy face was definitely like wrong foundation shade. I said it wasn't blended. Lashes were all over the place. Like it was a mess. Mm. It looked like I knew what I was doing, but I wasn't doing it right. Okay. So yeah, that was the crunchy phase. And then once I like mastered how to do it, it was like, oh, I'm hot shit. <laughs> you sound so conceited. And my friends would be like, Jerry, you don't feel like this at all. And I'm just like, but hey, there was a period where it was just like, I know I'm the shit. So I was just like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> now, um, this, this, you wearing makeup is something that um, a lot of people understand when it comes to queerness. I think mm-hmm. people might not understand what you mean by call me by my pronouns and what you mean when you insist on people calling you he, him, and you not necessarily seeing yourself trying to be feminine just because you're wearing makeup. And I sort of want to unpack that. Okay. What, what makes you think that, or how did you arrive at the conclusion that I'm wearing makeup, but I'm not necessarily trying to become feminine? So it kind of went back to like that whole concept of how I came out to where I knew something was going on and it just became a matter of acceptance. Whenever I got into makeup and of course, like the comments of, oh, are you trans? Oh, are you a drag queen? Or are you X, Y, Z? I never had that feeling of I'm trying to be something else. You know, does that make sense? Like I never felt as though I'm putting on a front to make myself into some other form of my being. Like, makeup to me has been an extension. Like I said, it's an art form to me. It's an extension of who I am. It's a way to express who I am, how I'm feeling, all these things. And I've never, like, even though it's like now it's pretty much a job for me, but I still love it. But I don't feel like as, it's weird to say, like, it's not who I am. Like, it's who I am as an artist, but it's not who I am as a person. Mm. So, because people have been so conformed to this idea that makeup is feminine and things of that nature, when the history of makeup dies into men long before it got into women, but that's a different story. Mm. Um, it just felt like this is just me expressing myself, and I don't. I'm not the I'm not the person that feels as though they're like a, a female or have like a presenting as feminine or what have you. That's just not who I am. Like, even with my masculinity as a whole, I don't feel as, like, it's a push and pull between I'm being masculine here and being feminine with makeup on. Like, I I feel like I'm just me. And so whenever I made that post about calling me by my pronouns, like, of course it was based off the movie, Call Me By My Name, but it was also just, like, people see makeup on a male, especially black male, think, oh, yes, queen, da 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 like, She's doing X, Y, Z, and it's just like, I get you're trying to be sassy. I get you're trying to get on the lingo, but it's like, out of respect for who I am and how comfortable I am as a 
this gender male, I would prefer if you leave it as such. Yeah. No offense to anyone else because I feel as though, like, literally everyone is different. Everyone has their own walk of life. Like, I'm not going to take away from anybody else. But me, as Darius, as Neon, my masculinity is still very much present in, like, my gender. And I, I don't want my makeup to take that away from people. So, or take that away from me when it comes to other people. So. Yeah. And you mentioned that when you started wearing makeup, people were questioning whether you were trying to become trans or become a drag. Uh, drag queen do you feel that you sort of do you feel you were able to sort of overcome that by just being yourself unapologetically or how did you one (laughs) correct them but also how did you continue on in your being and in your identity um well I'm very petty about correction. So I was just like, oh, it's he or whatever. I mean, but thank you so much. Like, I appreciate what they're trying to say, but I'm just like, eh, that's not what it is. Um, and like, I'm not taking anything away from any other walk of life. There may be a point in time where I become a drag queen at some point, or if I become a feminine or a, a or whatever, whatever my life decisions take me. Yeah. I'm not taking that. I'm not letting that like, I'm not letting my makeup dictate that, per se. Mm. Um, it's just been a matter of me just realizing, like, like, this is who I am as a person. And so, regardless if I'm wearing makeup or if I decide to do something that's seen as hyper-masculine, like, that doesn't define the type of person I am. Yeah. So. Um, uh, now that that answer the question. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it does. It, it answers okay, the question. I'm sorry. No, no, you're <laughs> totally fine. One thing that I am, I am curious about, and I feel like we kind of overlooked it, was your life even before high school. You mentioned high school. You said you were straight. You were dating girls. I'm wondering what was life like for you even younger than that as a young boy did you ever have uh, any sort of uh you know i don't know just what 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 was darius like when he was young let's talk about it okay it was definitely a, a, a pushing pull for the situation because i grew up in a religious household um my dad was very hyper masculine mm. um so and like the history of my family has been very much sports based like my grandfather was the first black basketball coach in our county, and my aunt played in the WNBA. And, like, basketball specifically has always been a huge part of my family. Mm. Um, so, like, sports has been big. And, like I said, religion has been big. And so the idea that if a man is supposed to be XYZ was pushed on me very early. Um, say I was an introverted, extrovert growing up. Um, I definitely was more of a, I want to watch cartoons and play video games all day and learn about technology stuff. And like my dad was very much like, no, you need to be playing football. You need to play basketball. You need to get into the gym, do X, Y, all these different things. And it was just like, ah, I don't want to. Yeah. So it was definitely a battle. Um, and even when it came to like dating, I felt like I had to date a girl or like I had to date someone that made me fit into a mold. Mm. Even with like my friends around me, like all my friends were dating girls and it was just like, more or less it felt like I had to 
date to fit in as opposed to me liking someone because I legit like them. Yeah. Like I'll tell it straight up all of my girlfriends in the past. I didn't mean that to feel like I had to, or I was like romantically attracted. It was more so of like, I'm getting pressure from someone to be with this person. So let me do it. Yeah. But yeah. There was definitely a lot of bad who I am as a person growing up. So like when I finally came into my own, like even before the homemaker situation, it just felt freeing. <laughs> Like, I felt like I was starting over in a sense and just learning to be myself because, like, I didn't necessarily get the chance to. Yeah. And now that you mentioned that your dad was, was, you know, a really masculine guy who had these expectations of sports or some traditionally masculine occupation, hobby, X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. for you. What was that conversation like, or if you've had it with him regarding your interest in makeup, regarding your sexuality? Uh, well, funny thing, uh, he's no longer on this earth, okay. so I've never got to have that conversation, and that is a whole other thing to unpack because, like, for the longest time, I felt as though I still had some form of like baggage or. Mm. weird sense of father or daddy issues or what have you um where i was never my stuff with my dad mm. and so um i always there was a weird period of time where i feel like i had to prove myself even to like my family and my friends and like yeah like felt like i had to scream to the mountaintops like this is who i am which was freeing and relieving at times but it was also just like you don't have to like force yourself down people's throats like yeah. people will accept you for you Right. And once I got that, like, it, it's been great. Like, it's it definitely got to the point where I feel as though people are more accepting of it now because I'm so laid back about who I am. Mm-hmm. Where I don't feel like I have this pressure to, like, present myself as a, a queer male or hide myself as queer male. Like, people, I, people read off my energy now. And it's just like, this is great. I wish this was happening, like, 10 years ago. But, hey, it's great. So, <laughs> <laughs> right no thank you for sharing i i totally get that to a certain extent um i i haven't even had the conversation with my biological father uh that i'm bisexual that i'm queer and i don't know you mentioning that your father is no longer here with with you it just makes me think of my own and it makes me think you know <laughs> It just makes me think, should I be having these conversations? But that's something that I'll just take from this conversation. Um, so thank you for sharing that. When, no problem. But when it came to um, <laughs> you having uh, the interest in makeup and you started coming out, and when did you sort of make the leap from I want to do this as a hobby to I want to do this professionally? Um. Like I said, like it, it was just like the voices from everywhere saying, "Like you are kind of good at this. You should like post it with this." And so, like my friends, like pushed me into like, "Hey, just post this on Instagram, see what happens." Surprisingly well response. So I just kept going with it. Started watching more content creators. Started watching more videos on like YouTube and stuff. And one person in particular, uh, Jackie Irina, who is an amazing black female. Uh, Beauty content creator. Yeah, on she's YouTube. super cool. Had, uh, dope as fuck. Um, she had made this video where she was just like, 
saying like things that she wished were going on in the beauty community. And one thing she mentioned was that she wanted to see more black boys in beauty making ways. And it was just like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> so, um, I I like, you know, brushed up on skills and things of that nature. Made my first YouTube video, and the rest was pretty much history. Like, um, I I I I just loved it. I loved the idea of creating content and push myself as an artist and just like I said, diving headfirst into an artistic expression, and then. More people caught on, brands started catching on, and um, I, I started feeling a sense of validation that this might be the path that I need to go down. So I just went head first with it, and I haven't looked back in a sense. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a Leo moment, but I'm going to let you have it. Um, I mean, if I'm not <laughs> proud, who will be? Come right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. People, <laughs> let's talk about it. So people give Leos a lot of shit about being cocky oh, or being <laughs> right or being like too braggadocious. But I feel like people need to get off of our necks. No disrespect. Um, and understand that if you're a Leo, I feel like all Leos have this thing where very early on we were overlooked and we just learned that in order to get what we need, we have to be very vocal or nobody sees us. Do you, do you resonate with that or am I crazy? Yes. So much. I completely do. Um, I think what it is is that people, because we're fire signs, people naturally see this like hot energy that comes with us and they automatically see like the ego and, and the brashness and all these other things. And like, that's one concept of Leo's, but it's also just like, why would you not as a person be confident in the things that you know you are good at or excel in? Mm. Like, why, why not? <laughs> and so, I mean, luckily enough, I'm, I'm one of the like more subtle Leo's that like sure. things like this. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not like in your face 24 seven, but like I said, at the end of the day, when I know I'm good at something, when I know I'm in a spot where I can excel, I'm going to. So Period. people just need to let it go. Like it's fine. We're not as bad as people make us out to be. Really not. You know, let's talk no. about Leo loyalty, integrity. Oh fun. That part. Like, where that's are you gonna find you. That? I with you. Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't get that from a lot of times. Like Honestly. I am a writer type of person. So right. Y'all can say what you want, but at least I'm not. <laughs> right. well, you, so you have a, a Pisces moon, if I remember correctly. This is correct. This is okay. <laughs> uh, and who do you, how, who is your friend group comprised of? Like, what are their signs usually? Uh, my close knit friend group consists of an Aries. Okay, so, Aries. There I is, love Aries. That's energy. like my, my best friend is an Aries. So, like, me and him go like back and forth all the time. Yeah, they love to get on your fucking um, nerves. Me, I love him to death though. Love you, Josh. Mean it. Um, <laughs> um, then there's of course my big sister. Taurus. Like she's like super grounded and, and been like a not a guide, but definitely someone who has made it easier for me navigating this space because she's been beauty as well. Like all my friends are in beauty, so like she's made it easier for me to navigate this space mm. because she keeps me level headed and lets me know the shit that I need to see. Um. And then there's a. Uh, yeah, what was her sign? Uh, a Taurus. A Taurus. Okay. 
Love you, Lauren. Mean it. Um, then there's uh, just kidding. Love you, Todd. Mean it. But no, um, <laughs> that is pretty much like the way my friend group is set up. Like I said, I don't like go around bragging all the time, and Thank God. there are a lot of times when my friends are like, "You need to like, like you're doing hot shit. You need to like say it." Mm. And so there, my group, my group of friends definitely helped keep me grounded and keep me from being the obnoxious leader that a lot of people hate. So, yeah, I like to say something. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like I, I get along with all those signs. I, I feel like the only sign that I would add that I get along with actually a couple of you didn't mention. So I get get along a lot with Scorpios. I get along yes. with Gemini's. That's my rising, so. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so my bars is in Gemini. So like I get the chaos, but it also is so funny. People think Gemini's are evil and like I get it, but also my Mars is in Gemini's, so I kinda I don't know. I really like Gemini's, even though yeah, they're a lot. You know, you can love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um hey, perfectly fine. Like also like my friends like it seems to like another Taurus, so again, another ground the sun and a cancer. So like my Pisces moon oh my gosh, is cancer, emotional hot ass mess, I'm fine with it. Like when I say like my friends keep me grounded and like keep me from being like obnoxious, I mean it because like when I'm being an emotional wreck, they're an emotional wreck too. So, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so like it feels it feels great. So I don't have to spiral on the timeline. So <laughs> no, that's awesome. And it's really good to have like a group of people that just get you and fill you up with energy. Okay. And yeah, shout out friends. Shout out real ones. Shout out the real ones. Oh, now, <laughs> I want to take it back, though. I want to take it back to um, your journey through makeup, because I'm a guy who, first of all, recently understood my sexuality and queerness and X, Y, and Z. Um, but before that, I just was like a basic guy. And so I don't know pretty much shit about makeup. And I <laughs> wanted to do a little game to not only test your knowledge because let's put you on the spot to see whether you really know what you're talking about or you just posted photos on Instagram and I also want to see <laughs> can we get some value for the listeners who maybe guys who have never used makeup or people that need to step their makeup game step up their makeup game so this game Yay. is going to be called <laughs> what are these makeup products and what are they used for pretty straightforward oh, okay. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. The, the first one is foundation uh-huh what is it what is it used for foundation is the base it's not the first base but it is the base the groundwork for everything so like even without the complexion it's the tone if you will it, it's the groundwork okay and what and how do you find your skin tone because you say you used to be crunchy so how did you get <laughs> <laughs> stupid how did you get your skin tone down pat um first of all match your skin tone your skin tone that listen i sorry black this is not okay so if you are not deep dark complexions don't use deep dark complexion foundation mm. with that in mind um, I obviously find your depth of skin tone, find like the color that works with your complexion, but also understand undertones. Like mm. that's the one thing I feel like people always forget. 
Um, and even the issue when it comes to like shade range of foundations, like brands and people forget that we aren't all just brown. Some of us are brown with golden undertones and brown with olive undertones. Some of us are even brown with pink undertones. So it definitely takes like learning your undertones and figuring out where your skin will fit in with this product. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, the next thing up is concealer. All right. Uh, concealer uh, is what the name says. It's a, it conceals things. It helps to like conceal dark spots, pigmentation from like hyperpigmentation scars, etc. Um, it also helps to highlight the face. So like you have this flat slate of foundation on, but like your face isn't a flat slate. There are depths and valleys and highlighted spots in your face. So the concealer essentially helps to bring brightness to that spot and helps to like brighten up the high frames of your face. Mm. That makes sense. And high frames are like your nose or cheekbones or something? Yeah, essentially your nose, uh, forehead, chin, your cupid's bow. Um, more so places in the center of your face. Okay. So, All right. Next up is eyeliner. And I, I want to call this one out specifically because I've seen your, your, the way you've done your eyes is amazing. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to take the moment to give you your roses on that. Cause your skills oh. with your eyes is, is really amazing. Uh, so eyeliner it really eyeliner has gone from like just framing the eyes to like a completely different plane where it's it's pretty much art (laughs) it's part of like art on your face but eyeliner essentially helps to like frame the eye so there's eyeliner that goes on your top lid that people would often use as a wing there's also eyeliner that goes on the bottom lash line that goes on your waterline to help like frame the eye and like give it some definition. So you can smoke it out, give it that sultry look, you can make it tight and defined. It, it can, it, I want it, it, it's everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this is the one that I, I definitely don't understand and it's setting spray. Okay, so setting spray. If you're like me, you sweat profoundly or you just have oil that breaks through your face all the time. Setting spray is just going to keep your makeup in place. Okay. It helps to lock everything in. Um, setting spray also helps to like melt down the makeup. So when you put on all this powder and all these creams and everything, you can look cakey. Setting spray helps to just like melt that down and just makes everything look like flawless. Okay. Um, setting sprays can have like matte finishes. They can have radiant finishes. They can have moisturizing finishes. But essentially the goal of a setting spray is to set everything in place. I'm smart <laughs> <laughs> and talented. Um, oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the next thing up is primer. Cool. So this is what I was talking about earlier when I was saying like it's one of foundations, one of the first things you put on. Primer is pretty much the first thing you put on. Primer is going to help even out the texture of your face. It's going to help keep a barrier between your actual skin and the makeup you put on. Um, like setting sprays have different types of finishes. Some primers can be more of a mattifying primer, so they block oil from breaking through. Some primers can help to, like I said, smooth out texture, smooth out pores, make everything seem seamless. 
Mexican primers are radiant. Like there's so many different types, but essentially it's the barrier between your skin and your face that helps your makeup go on better. Like a lot of things with makeup are pretty much the same with like painting and art. Like mm. you have like if you use a primer before you paint, your face always is gonna look better. Same concept. So Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. You got your points for that one. Well, you know what you talk about. You okay. The last one was <laughs> eyeshadow, but like that's pretty straightforward. Like everybody should know what eyeshadow is. Yeah, pretty much. Like obviously it goes on your eyes. I mean it goes everywhere. But um yeah, it goes on your eyes. Blend it, smoke it out, cut creases, halos, floating creases. Oh, so many different things you can do with eyeshadow. You can yeah. literally paint art on your face like i have friends who have painted like the, like the bar venus on their face oh my so, god <laughs> damn like yeah <laughs> Jeez, no like I've, I've since i wanted to do research because i knew i was having you on i've been looking at other makeup artists and you all the stuff you all are able to create on your faces with makeup is amazing like it is definitely an art form for sure <laughs> Don't know how I do it because I have zero patience. But yeah. <laughs> and and speaking of patience, how did you even? How I we didn't talk about this. How did you learn when you first started out how to apply all the all of these makeup um, products and you know these strategies for getting a, a a well you know makeup face? Um, trial and lot and lot and lots of it. Um, mm. just like watching all of those videos I was thinking about, just like learning different things and different techniques and literally like trying different techniques out. Like I've gone from like applying foundation with like a sponge to with a brush and like even with my hands and just finding out what works for me. Um, and just like sitting there and looking at my face. Um, like I said, I have no patience whatsoever, but, um, when I'm interested, like, when I really want to find out what how things work, like I I will like dedicate all my focus to it. So yeah, I, there's been a lot of nights where I've sat there and like done my makeup over and over trying to figure out okay, how can I get this to look like this? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? And yeah, like I'm still developing my technique. Like literally, if I looked at the way I did my makeup last year, it would be like what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm still learning. Yeah. And how um how do you prepare to dive into makeup and you know whether you're a guy, girl, whoever, um when you have a black like when you're black, how do you get into makeup when there's so many different shades, so many different ranges? Do you have any advice for the people out there that you know, or black or brown or, you know, basically people of color that have, you know, not the typical uh, skin tone for things? Yeah. Um, it's going to be difficult. Um, the drugstore may not be your best friend. Unfortunately, mm. even in 2020, like, things have gotten better, but understand that brands still have to work so much harder to make sure they include us. Um, so understand that when you're going to pick up these foundations and concealers and things of that nature, like there's going to be a lot of times where you get disappointed. Mm -hmm. Like I worked in like drugstores where like I can't even buy the product that I'm selling the customers. So there's definitely times where you have to like 
do your research and like find out what brands are catering to you and things like that. Luckily, we are in an age where like fancy beauty shook up the makeup space as a whole, yeah. and now brands are releasing <laughs> 30, 40, 50 foundation shades and starting to understand that hey, undertone is important. Hey, get the foundations is important. We still have to work on things like contours and bronzers. Not that I'm on collaboration, but I do have a collaboration coming out that is going to expand all those things. But okay. um, definitely, you're. I hate to say this, but sometimes you're going to have to work outside of the normal makeup. Like I've seen makeup artists with deeper complexions and had to use eyeshadows as contours, or had to use eyeliners as contours, or what have you. Like mm. it's not. 100% in effective space for us yet. Like, it's not. That's the reality of it. But just if you love it and if you want to look as good as you want to look, like, there's going to be some hard work that goes into it. But as black and brown people, we know that we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. So yeah. just just go into it knowing that it's going to be a bit of a struggle compared to someone like Karen or Emily or Becky. But <laughs> it's, I'm so sorry no i'm not um but understand <laughs> that there is a way and it's going to get better and there are plenty of black artists and brown artists who like myself who are willing to help and give any advice we can like that's one of the things that i pushed my platform so hard for like there were no deep collection black boys in beauty that looked like me mm. so not only am i like trying to break space as a black boy for myself but i'm trying to break space and make way for black boys to come up in and just realize that they have a spot here. So there are people fighting for us with deeper complexion. So yeah. we're going to get there, but just, just know that it's not going to be the easiest thing, but it, there is a way to do it. So, yeah. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because even though we haven't known each other that long, I, mm-hmm. I just know from my interactions and even you coming on a show just speaks to how down to earth you are. And how genuine you are. And I feel like. <laughs> no you. I, I really get that vibe. And you know you mentioning that. You want to make spaces. Not only for your. Make space not only for yourself. But for others as well. And I think you coming into the game. With that mindset. Is so important. And is going to impact the way. That your career goes. And also other uh, young boys and young men who want to get into the beauty space, their careers might go through your help or just exposure to you. So I'm I'm glad that you have that on your mind of giving back already without being called out. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so shifting gears a little bit, the, the, the last thing that I wanted to do was play another game with you and this game is called can makeup change it and basically i'm just going to say various things that are issues and you tell me whether makeup can solve it and how you you know would solve it with makeup are you down for this you get to pick my brain (laughs) (laughs) wait what did you say you can pick my brain. Like I I love shit like this. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> Okay, good. because um, I was like, I, I really hope he's gonna be down for playing games. This is like my first time playing a game on the podcast. But 
Yeah. All right. So this game is called Can Make Up Changes. So the first thing is having a lazy eye can make up change it. I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate this. Oh. oh we going to talk. We going to talk today. No. Okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. You can, so you scared. I'm not scared. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm very articulate with this. Can make up change a lazy eye? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Because I love you have a lazy eye. Oh. Even though you may not see it. So, no. But also, why would you want to? Because that's who you are as a person. Okay. Yes, we want to change certain things here or there. But, like, I'm not going to slap on makeup to someone to fix something like that. It's not my, it's not my ministry. That's not my ministry. I can't wait till someone comes in my DMs and says, you are so bad for saying that. People are lazy as a feeling. Not I'm like, look, Dr. said this not do me. Not put, okay? Do not put that on me. I'm just saying. I, I will just have a list. The, at, the link, <laughs> the phone numbers to contact. You not putting me through this. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we going to skip that way. So, the answer is. <laughs> the answer for that one is. No, makeup cannot fix your, your lazy eye. That's what you, that's no, your final not, answer? I mean, physically, no, it can't. Like, okay. that's a, I, I don't like this. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go to the next one. Um, the next one is, my face has no definition. Can makeup change it? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it goes into the whole uh, concept of highlighting and contouring. So, like I said, when you put foundation on, you have this flat mask with no gap and your face naturally is not like that so highlighting brings high points up and brings notice to that contouring creates shadow in the face so like if you want to carve out your cheekbones it creates shadow if you want to slender down the shape of your nose you contour that like it cre- you can create the depth that you want so yeah okay so um, i can get yeah. I'm gonna have to follow up with you offline to see how I can give me a new face, get some more definition. <laughs> Listen, I may not be <laughs> out there in Miami, but I can do something else. <laughs> um, the next one is, I have acne scarring. Can makeup fix it? Uh, it can't fix it, but it can help with concealing it. So, okay. obviously, if you have scarring, that is an issue that skincare needs to be brought into play with. Mm. I acne scarring for years. I don't have much of it now. So that falls more to skincare. However, if you want to cover it up, that is possible. That involves a good foundation that has enough coverage to cover up those scars, but also take into consideration color correcting. Mm. So if you don't know what color correcting is, look at the color wheel and there are colors that are opposite on the wheels. Each other. You know this. You're in graphic design. You know this. But um, <laughs> you know, with certain colors cancel each other. Red and green cancel each other. Blue and uh, orange cancel each other. With scarring specifically in people of different complexions, those scars tend to have a blue tint or undertone to it. So you need to cancel that with something orange. So a lot of times you'll see artists with different complexions use color correctors that are like orange, sometimes red. Oh, wow. And that's essentially just going to be used to help block and neutralize those colors so that when you put your foundation on top, it's virtually gone. Wow, so, I did not know that. That's cool. 
<laughs> See what I'm saying? It's the Leo. Anyway, next next up, um, we have I'm racist. Can makeup change it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly not when you have the people at the top of the beauty community being racist pedophiles. But hey, <laughs> now, listen, when I tell people that the beauty community itself is like, a soap opera or reality TV. I mean it. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we are dealing with racist people being taken down <laughs> by <right>. other racist <laughs> people for the sake of money and, and jealousy and fame. And this, that, there is no, you mess. did say racist people being taken down by other racist people. Oh, oh. I'm not. Like, I'm so serious. Like we have like <laughs> there are events going on in beauty. Like it's like drama getting, drama getting too. Karma getting is going on right now, and it's just like just see. Well, you do clown the clown comes at the bite. So it's just like, you could support black people from jumping and never have to deal with this, but you chose not to. So now look at you. So, in a way, I mean, makeup could fix racism if people decided to support black and brown artists, but people don't want to support black and brown artists because people don't want to value black and brown lives. And that's what it is. Like, I will say this to us and do the base that the Beauty industry, entertainment, um, music, sports, all of these industries reflect how we as a country and society operate. If you are racist towards black artists or black musicians or black actors or black athletes or what have you, then why wouldn't the rest of the world be racist to other black people? Right. So, like, <laughs> can race, can makeup fix racism? Only when the racists are ready to fix the problems that they have with themselves. Period. Like, period. Blackface has to go. Black fishing has to go. Oh my gosh. All these things have to go. But I'm so serious. Like, I hate that this is a topic, but it is true that there have been BuzzFeed articles about how these white artists are black fishers are making themselves look ridiculous with makeup yep. and filters and all these things. I'm just like, support black women. <laughs> support Put us in black these places. Support black artists. Like, literally like we are literally seeing a shift in the industry now because black bodies are out here in the street dying and brands are saying oh we support black lives so we're going to start posting black people and we're we're going to have black people in our campaigns and it's that we have to do better and it's like well maybe you would have to do better if you listen to black artists from jump and supporting these black artists from jump but not just sitting here looking like a low-key racist what are you going to do so <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how many more times we have to tell you support black artists. Yeah. And have you That's felt it. that in your own career? Like, have you felt that? <laughs> <laughs> I have been told by brands personally that I don't fit into their aesthetics. What? And then three and four weeks ago, whenever. All of the world decided they they no longer the ones to be racist. Have reached out to me and said, "We would love to have you on our page. We would love to see new products. What you stupid? We want to support black voices." And it's like this black voice has been here five yeah. years ago in your DMs. I can show you where you told me I ain't shit. <laughs> I can show you how you haven't been supporting because the talent's been there. There's so many black talented artists. So I know, many. I know. That's the horrible thing. Ass. Like it's 
surprised there are so many of us. And another thing, if anyone in the beauty industry is listening to this, hi, hello, Neon, you know I don't, you know what I do. Listen, I don't understand why you guys are going out your way to like tag life artists now and they support smaller content creators now. When all of us have been here from jump, every time something like this happens where either black people being killed or white people being racist in makeup, there's always a trend of people going around tag saying, tag your favorite black creators, tag and we want to support someone else. We want to show love to someone else. We do it. You guys say we support. Three months later, you guys are quiet. Then there's another drama session that goes on. There's an ever-ending cycle because you are too focused on supporting your problematic white face instead of supporting mm. these non-problematic people who just want to make, who just want to do makeup and make content. Yep. So many of us just want to exist and create in this space. But you're so busy hung up on kissing ass with someone who literally can give two shits about you yep. because you're queer, because you're black or you're brown or whatever have you. You should be the kissing ass of these people and, and it does nothing. Meanwhile, we're over here busting our ass come in and come out, just trying to get noticed by these brands. And we're finally getting the recognition now because black people are dying and they want to look good on paper. Mm. <laughs> these are PR stunts. Some of these brands are generally trying to do better and I salute and I support those. There are brands that I have been working with for years who have always been about supporting black artists and black male artists. But a lot of these brands are being performative. A lot of these brands are doing this so that they can look good on a sheet of paper and say, we care about black people too. Wow. So open your eyes, open your ears, stop supporting bullshit and show love to all of us all the time. Like you get how like during Pride these brands post their rainbow flags and post yeah. all of this love and celebration, but literally on July 1st that shit disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, just talk about Breonna Taylor, just talk about all these black bodies that are out here being killed senselessly by the police is going to stop. Yep. At some point, it's going to stop. And when that happens, all of these brands that say that they love and support black creators are going to go quiet, and they're going to start posting the problematic things again. Ugh. And then these black people who thought they had a place in beauty are going to feel left behind again. So I challenge all these non-black people and non-black brands to do better all year long. And not only that, but I challenge all of these black artists to push themselves in ways that they've never pushed themselves before and to continue doing so because you are important and you don't need the validation of a brand because I've been doing this shit for five years and I'm just not getting recognized, but I love what I do. And I know I'm good at what I do. You don't need a brand to tell you this. You don't need PR from a brand to tell you this. You don't need your favorite influencer to tell you this. You are good at what you do. You have a space in this beauty space to create and share your art. Do it and, and, and kill it. <laughs> you don't need validation from anyone. You can do it for the sake of doing it. Nasty. Right. You're, you're speaking so All much right. truth. I think this is the perfect <laughs> place to end things. Darius, I am just so inspired by you and I'm so happy that you came on the show and I'm just so grateful to be connected with you. Um, before you go though, can you share your socials and share with the people other ways that they can connect with you and, and get, get a sense of your work? Absolutely. Um, you can find me literally on every social media platform except TikTok. That's 
the devil that <laughs> um, you can follow me everywhere at neon anyway that's n-e-o-n-n-u-a on youtube twitter especially instagram especially but um definitely follow those platforms i also have my own podcast with my best friend uh the what girls podcast um you can find that on any place you can listen to podcasts and just continue to support black artists that's all i ask that's all i ask <laughs> just support us in the way that you support everyone else even if you're not into makeup just support black artists support black graphic design support black singers musicians anything to support because we have been fighting so long to have a space here and it's time that we got that space so yeah yes well alrighty. thank <laughs> you so much for coming on you're the best you're no awesome problem. i thank will talk to you me. soon all right thank you <sighs> he's amazing okay so thank you all for listening i hope this has been informative he shared so many tips if y'all still rock walking around looking busted after listening to this episode it's your own fault um i know uh thank you all so much for listening see you next episode